0: Welcome to the Schwab Market Update Podcast, where each trading day we recap key market results and statistics. I'm Keith Lansford, and here's a summary of what happened today, Friday, January 12th. The major U.S. equity indexes ended mixed Friday ahead of a three-day holiday weekend but still posted gains for the week as favorably viewed inflation data was offset by mixed results from an initial round of quarterly earnings from big banks. The S&P 500 index and NASDAQ Composite both advanced for the ninth time in the past 10 weeks. Early Friday, the Labor Department reported an unexpected 0.1% monthly decline in the overall producer price index for December, contrary to expectations for a 0.1% gain. Core PPI, which removes food and energy, was unchanged from November against expectations for a 0.2% increase. The PPI report came a day after slightly stronger-than-expected consumer price index numbers appeared to undercut investor expectations for imminent rate cuts from the Federal Reserve. Friday also brought the unofficial start of quarterly earnings season, with major banks including Bank of America, Citigroup, JPMorgan Chase, and Wells Fargo reporting results. Earnings for all four took billion-dollar hits due to special assessments by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC to recover losses associated with protecting uninsured depositors after the closures of two U.S. banks earlier last year. Bank results were mixed, and that was reflected in the varied reaction in stock prices, said Nathan Peterson, director of derivatives analysis at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. That interest income looked okay, and investors were prepared for one-time charges related to the FDIC deposit insurance fund. Here's where the major benchmarks ended. The The S&P 500 index rose 3.59 points or 0.1% to 4,783.83, up 1.8% for the week. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 118.04 points or 0.3% to 37,592.98, up 0.3% for the week and the Nasdaq Composite rose 2.57 points to 14,972.76, up 3.1% for the week. The 10-year Treasury note yield was down about 3 basis points to 3.943%, and the SIBO Volatility Index, or the VIX, rose 0.26 of a point to 12.70. Retailers and consumer discretionary shares were among the market's weakest performers Friday, and regional banks were also under pressure. The KBW Regional Banking Index fell 2% for the week and ended at a one-month low. Energy shares led gainers behind strength in crude oil futures. The small-cap-focused Russell 2000 Index ended little change for the week, but is still down 3.8% so far this year. As far as stocks on the move... Bank of America fell 1% after the company reported a 56% drop in fourth-quarter net income, which in part reflected a special $2.1 billion fee charged by the FDIC. Bank of New York Mellon rose 4% after the company's fourth-quarter earnings and revenue topped Wall Street's expectations. Citi gained 1% after the bank reported disappointing fourth-quarter results and said it planned to cut 10% of its workforce. DocuSign jumped 3.59% following a report that two private equity firms, Bain Capital and Hellman Friedman, were competing to buy the online signature company. Bain Capital shares fell 0.39%. Delta Airlines and United Airlines sank nearly 9% and over 10% respectively after the Federal Aviation Administration said it would audit Boeing's production line following the mid-air accident evolving a Boeing 737 MAX 9 during an Alaska Airlines flight. Boeing shares dropped 2.23%. JPMorgan Chase lost 0.79% despite reporting a 15% decline in fourth-quarter net income, partially related to the $2.9 billion FDIC fee. The bank also said quarterly revenue rose 12% to nearly $40 billion. Tesla fell 3.67% following reports the electric vehicle maker lowered its prices in China. UnitedHealth fell 3.39% as higher costs reported in the health insurer's quarterly results overshadowed stronger-than-expected earnings. And Wells Fargo fell 3.3% after the bank warned its net interest income for 2024 could decline from last year, overshadowing earnings and revenue that surpassed expectations. Earnings season accelerates next week with more major banks scheduled to report results Tuesday, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and PNC Financial Services Group. Wednesday's lineup includes aluminum producer Alcoa, credit card issuer Discover Financial Services, and regional lender U.S. Bank Corp. Friday's PPI numbers added to a lengthy list of receding inflation readings over the past year. The latest numbers illustrated how the Federal Reserve's historically aggressive policy-tightening cycle, launched nearly two years ago, appears to have mostly brought once-soaring price pressures under control. For December PPI, a 0.4% decline in goods prices was largely responsible for the monthly decline in headline PPI, while services prices were about flat. PPI tracks wholesale prices or what manufacturers and other companies, not consumers, pay for goods. Because companies often pass higher or lower costs onto consumers, PPI can be viewed as a barometer of future consumer prices. On Thursday, the Labor Department said the overall and core rates of CPI each rose 0.3% in December from November, both above expectations for increases around 0.2%. But compared to year-earlier levels, the core rate posted a 3.9% year-over-year increase in December, down from a 4% rise in November, and the first sub-4% core rate increase since mid-2021. December PPI looks more benign than yesterday's CPI, Schwab's Peterson said. Late this week, investors continue to hold relatively high expectations that the Fed will lower rates as soon as March. Many analysts, by contrast, say May or June may be a more likely time frame for an initial rate cut, noting that inflation remains above the Fed's 2% long-term target. Late Friday, futures traders pegged 93% odds the FOMC will hold its benchmark funds rate target unchanged at 5.25% to 5.5% following its January 30th and 31st meeting, according to the CME FedWatch tool. The market price is in a 74% chance. The fund's rate will be a quarter point lower after the Fed's March meeting, up from 64% a week ago. Economic news next week includes December retail sales on Wednesday, followed by housing starts and building permits Thursday. This has been the Schwab Market Update podcast. To stay informed, visit schwab.com slash market update or follow the show for free in your favorite podcasting app. And if you like what you've heard, please consider leaving us a reading or a review. It really helps new listeners find the show. As a reminder, all U.S. markets will be closed Monday, January 15th, in observance of the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. As a result, no Schwab Market Update podcast will be created. But join us Tuesday for another episode. For important disclosures, see the show notes and schwab.com marketupdatepodcast.